Now, Singapore Today with Lance Alexander and Daniel Martin. 0.97. 0.97. Let's remember that number, everybody, because that is now Singapore's total fertility rate. It is an historic low. And it has dropped below 1.0 for the mm. very first time. Some of the reasons, we're going to delve into a lot of these reasons during this show, but we also want you to help us elaborate on them. Uh, but but some of the reasons that have been cited include couples having their marriage plans disrupted by COVID-19. Yeah some financial costs of mm. child raising and, of course, difficulties managing work and family commitments. Yeah, I think another reason is people are saying, you know what, I can have a kid a little later, but then when they start trying, they can't. But I want, that's been a, that reason has been around for a while. Mm -hmm. But I wonder whether this historic law has anything specifically to do with COVID as well. Mm. Like, because this has just come on the heels of 32, 32, 3. Have people decided, like, you know what, I'm off to travel the world or right, I'm right. putting off family until things calm down True. and there's no global wars or pandemics. Yeah, because when you talk about COVID-19 delays, there were delays to maybe getting their flat. Mm. There were delays to maybe getting married even. So yes. these sort of add up. So yeah. maybe it's a whole string of factors yeah. that, that are sort of involved with our fertility rate dropping to below 1.0 for the very first time. If you have been through this process of thinking about whether or not to have kids now or mm. later or delay mm. it, we would love to hear from you so we can flesh out this question. We're asking what's holding more Singaporeans back from having more babies. Uh, you can, of course, call us at 669-11938 or WhatsApp at 9631938. Dr. Tan Ing Loy is joining us for the first part of this discussion. Dr. Tan, of course, an obstetrician and gynecologist out of EK and EL Women's Clinic. Hi, Dr. Tan. Hi, uh, Daniel and Lance. Uh, thanks for having me. This this fall in the mm. total fertility rate to this historic low like Lance mentioned earlier on, um, that reason where a lot of people in Singapore might be delaying because they're pushing it off, they're building career first, they're waiting for flat first, and then, you know, age plays a part. Medical reasons, could they be something at play here as to why fertility rates are dropping? I think it's a very complex issue. I think uh, certainly the things that uh, you guys have mentioned, I think it's uh, also covered in the uh, news as well. I think the uh, report from uh, the government. Uh, I think when they when they announced the news, right? I think many uh, issues: uh, COVID pandemic, uncertain economic situation, inflation, pressures from society, and uh, I think you mentioned, uh, you know, delay in getting the flat, delay in getting married, <laughs> um, perception about work life balance once you have a child, uh, changing of individual priorities and uh, societal norms. I think. These are all factors, mm. and obviously, it's not uh, cheap to actually raise a child. Uh, it, it takes a whole village to raise a child, literally. Um, but I think, to a certain extent, uh, delays in plans for conceiving also lead to a situation where couples are older when they conceive. So, invariably, we may be seeing more mothers to be with medical issues such as high blood pressure and diabetes, uh, which may make it harder for them to conceive in the first place. And when they do succeed at it, uh, these problems will certainly make their pregnancies more high risk in nature. Okay, so when we talk about women giving birth as well, when is a good time for them to actually conceive? And, and have their children? Should it be in there probably before they turn 30? Is that the ideal time, you'd say? Well, we know that a woman's natural fertility uh, potential declines rapidly uh, after the age of 35. Mm. Um, we would say that the majority of uh, women should be in their prime between 
uh, in their twenties up to about thirty five. Uh, well, thirty five, you know, is is when things start to slow down a little bit. So the fact that they are trying to conceive later in life uh, is not helping mm. uh, because this was this will obviously have an impact on their success rate. Uh, age is also a very important factor for those who seek help in conceiving. Mm. And for couples who need fertility treatment, uh, success would be more likely in women who are. Uh, younger. So waiting too late to start a family may not help this group of women who may already need further assistance to begin with. So uh, the clock is literally ticking. Mm. 669-11938. If you have any questions or comments, our question today, what's holding most Singaporeans back from having babies? You can also WhatsApp us at 9631193. In this segment, we've got an obstetrician and gynecologist joining us and we're exploring some of the, the, the physical or the medical issues that can be at play. We've got sociologists joining us in the next segment. We'll talk about the interplay of some of the other factors as well. We're going to be chatting to one of our listeners very soon. Mr. Heng is standing by, but very quickly, Doc, can I ask you, when you've got couples coming in um, with fertility issues. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't want to portray this as a purely female issue after all from a medical point of view. Isn't it said to be, generally speaking, one-third a male issue, one-third a female issue, and one-third we don't know. We can't find the actual reason. That's perfectly right. I think the kind of rule of thirds do apply. And, you know, uh, there are obviously some couples that, uh, you know, despite all our investigations, uh, we can't really find a factor as to why they can't conceive, right? So certainly these will need uh, more uh, advice, right, as to whether they may need uh, some assistance getting pregnant. Uh, but certainly, I think when it comes to seeing any couple with a fertility issue, it is always important for us to work out uh, all the different aspects to consider uh, the problem from, from all of all, all, uh, all viewpoints, right? So male, female, right? And uh, if mm. uh, failing which, then obviously, uh, they will be classified as un, uh, unexplained, right? In which case, I think uh, treatments, uh, management plans will have to be discussed, certainly. Okay, so let's talk about maybe different reasons why couples are finding it harder to conceive as well. Would it be, you know, there's a higher level of stress, there's pollution, there's probably more drinking, maybe smoking as well, working long hours. Would you say all these factors come into play as well because it, it impacts on the quality of maybe even the sperm? Definitely. I mean, um, I think maintaining a healthy lifestyle, um, maintaining a healthy weight, eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly will certainly help. And certainly for those who are smoking, quitting smoking will definitely help. And for those who drink alcohol, quitting or limiting alcohol intake uh, is probably something that they might want to do. Um, I do find that a common observation amongst many couples who come to see me about fertility is that they are not trying frequently enough. <laughs> All right. right. Um, I have some couples, I think it could be due to work, due to stress, due mm. to lack of time. All right. But when they come to see me and I ask them, how often are you trying? And they tell me, well, maybe once or twice a month. And I think we are so target oriented, so goal oriented that you know, there are many couples who are actually doing uh, ovulation testing just to find out the best time of the month to actually do it. Mm. Right. But you know, that approach will just increase stress further and that stress doesn't help them to conceive. We are going to be picking up your calls in just a moment. Dr. Tuning Loy is joining us, obstetrician gynecologist, EKNEL Women's Clinic. I'm curious, at the end of the day, Dr. Tan, anecdotally, have you seen more people coming forward, and maybe from a younger age as well, when it comes to fertility issues in Singapore? Mm, not that I really uh, observe. I, I would say that's quite difficult to tell. Um, 
I mean, compared to the past where couples were conceiving at an earlier age, we are certainly seeing couples, you know, uh, who are trying to conceive when they are much older. And therefore, uh, some of them do have uh, uh, some chronic medical uh, illnesses that might have developed along the way. Uh, things like diabetes, high blood pressure. We have even seen some women, you know, who have uh, had a past history of stroke or even a heart attack before. So these do make uh, things a little bit more complicated. And certainly when they do become pregnant, uh, they tend to be much more high, higher risk uh, during the pregnancy itself. So is there very little that can be done? I worry that, and I've covered this on the health programs as well, I worry that people think that I have no problem lah. I can delay because if I need to, always got IVF. Yeah. So I think that that's a that's a challenge uh, that we basically need to address. I think uh, not no no easy single way to actually no single solution to this, but certainly uh, I think we need to stress you know that uh, age is an important uh, factor when it comes to uh, successfully conceiving. And uh, I would uh, basically encourage uh, couples who are trying to conceive not to put it off too late. Okay. Careers are important, but but here's the thing: you, the yeah. I can understand the 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 whole body and soul of it all, huh? Um, the couple might think like, oh, yeah, we haven't got the flat. I haven't been promoted. I'm still very junior." Yeah, because like 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 uh, what uh, Doctor Tan was saying as well, it's not it's not cheap, you know. Yes, you know, raising a child is yeah. also a lot of stress involved bringing up a child too. Pediatrician visits and yeah. so on, so hmm. forth. Let's go to the phone lines and see what our listeners think as well. Six six nine one one nine three. Eight on the phone right now. We've got Win. Uh, I do believe you had a question. Right. You wanted to join. Hi, good evening. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Thanks you had a question moment. actually, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. This is what I heard. Like, yeah, that uh, if you don't want to conceive the baby, you have it one week before the menstruation and one week after menstruation, then the, it won't conceive. So, but we're asking the opposite. We want people to conceive, Win. Sorry, we're we're talking about the opposite thing. We need more people to conceive. Yeah, to, but then if if some they they, they don't have so yeah, or, or rather, when when is the best time to have? Mm. Okay, okay, so you're saying when is the best time to conceive? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much, Win. Uh, okay, could it be a timing issue, Doctor Tan? Are people if they are trying for uh, to have a child? Like you said, they're checking in with apps. They're measuring whether or not uh, ovulation is happening uh, and looking and monitoring charts as to whether menstruation is occurring. Like what Wynn said, he'd heard off the record things like you have it one week before, one week after, maybe you're missing the window. When is the best time? Do doctors speak to their patients about this? Yep. So, um, unfortunately, I think by doing, you know, by targeting a certain uh, time of the month where a woman may be more fertile, that actually invariably adds to the stress right, of trying to conceive and stress is not a helpful thing. Mm. So the general advice that most of us would suggest is that try to relax, right? be chill about it uh, and try often. And the general statistics suggest that 40% of couples, uh, no, sorry, uh, in fact, 80% or over 80% of couples under the age of 40 in general will conceive within a year if they try two to three times a week, okay. right? And for those who do not succeed, right? If you try uh, up to two years, right? By then, about 90% of couples would have actually succeed, succeeded, right? So the 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 uh, issue with is basically not trying often enough. So I think that's one of the difficulties, but, you know, it's, it's not that easy, obviously, right? Because mm. obviously couples, you know, uh, we are stressed with work, we are stressed with, you know, a lot of other things. There are a lot of other things, you know, to be done. And, and I would say that uh, many of the couples who, 
who do see me, unfortunately, they do confess, right? That uh, it's a frequency issue. Yeah. yeah. What, are the biggest, what are the biggest mistakes couples are making when it comes to concession? Let's put it that way. I think delaying uh, till, uh, you know, delaying, delaying till they are, they are much older is mm-hmm. probably one of it. Uh, and then I think the frequency of trying is one. Um, the other issue sometimes is also seeking help only when, you know, they have uh, been trying for too long, right? There are some couples who are very, very anxious. They try, you know, uh, within a year and they come to see us, but they've also seen some, you know, who've been trying for, for ages, right? Uh, without actually uh, asking for an opinion as to what, you know, might be going wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering with uh, the advancement of technology as well, are there certain apps that some couples can use to maybe tell them that this is a great time for you to to maybe go ahead and try for baby? Can That'll that, be a good feature to come that, on Apple Watch soon, yeah, man. Can <laughs> that actually help? Couples with apps, yeah. you know, that yeah. they can rely on to say this is that, the best time. I'm just wondering whether we I've can spoke, give them a helping hand. I've spoken to couples who've employed methods like that and yeah. they've also said what happens is unfortunately it programmatizes the experience and yes. oh. it becomes a problem as well. Okay. If you feel that there's a timetable or there's a structure that takes away from the opportunity. But, but if you if you think about it as well, there's going to be an end result. It could be a positive result. Sometimes positive. you have to be looking at it in a Scientifically. more functional manner. Yeah. Yeah. Doc, yeah. What do you think? I mean, you've heard both sides of the story, yeah. right? Yes. I, I think in the current society where everyone is so busy, the apps do help mm. to a certain extent in... Uh, at least letting the couple know when, you know, they are fertile, all right? But as I said, you know, using all these apps do sometimes add to the stress. Uh, for some of the couples that I see, in fact, I tell them, you know, basically try and relax, right? If possible, go for a holiday and try yeah. during that holiday. I tell you, Actually, I think that's happens. a great idea. You know why? Because sometimes they're staying with their in-laws, in-laws. or with their parents. And Country, you know, you can't sneak. Been before space is important. Yeah, you can't sneak into the bedroom. You yeah. know, it's like uh, no, but it's also people the, the might ho- know what's going on. But it's also the holiday mood when you yeah, when stop you're away. thinking about it, apparently. Correct. That's yeah. when fertility expert says it yeah. can say it can happen, right? Yeah, and, it, and because you're moving away from that stress zone. Yeah, holiday yeah. expensive now. Go to Japan, <laughs> Japan exchange rate. We heard the Go just now. Johor. Johor, maybe. <laughs> uh, Dr. Thao, we had a question at uh, 963-1193 at our WhatsApp. Uh, this person says, you all talked about the figures and how this is happening after COVID. Did COVID affect fertility? Okay, I'm sure some people are thinking that as well. And maybe some people uh, like the anti-vaxxers might think that as well. Is there any medical evidence that COVID in any way impacts fertility? I don't have any research data to back uh, what I'm going to say, but anecdotally, although we think that COVID, you know, might have basically dampened some of the uh, enthusiasm at starting a family, but uh, ironically, I think during the COVID years, uh, especially at the start of the pandemic with the lockdown and all that, I did have a few couples come back to me. I mean, uh, they were not first-time parents, mm. right? But uh, they have had a baby before, but simply because of the time uh, they, they have had more time to spend at home, right? So they came back with a second pregnancy, with a third pregnancy. So mm. they were uh, sort of uh, increased among some of the couples I've seen, right? Mm. But certainly, I think the overall statistics do not support that, you know, the fertility rate has actually gone up during the pandemic right. uh, period. But functionally speaking, medically speaking, no evidence per se that the COVID, um, if you got COVID, somehow it affects your fertility, anything like that? Not that we are aware of. Yeah. I mean, 
for some women who have just been uh, affected by just infected by COVID, they may see a delay in their menstrual cycle for maybe a couple of cycles. But you know things go back to normal usually after that, and I I don't think the COVID infection would have actually had. Uh, I mean, so far, as far as I'm aware, I don't think it has basically caused a decrease in fertility overall. Dr. Tan, this has been very useful. Thank you so much for helping us deal with this first facet of our talkback question today. Dr. Tan Eng Loy there, obstetrician gynecologist from EK&EL Women's Clinic. Our question, what's holding more Singaporeans back from having more babies? 